Well, hello there, and welcome to a conversation that I am having with an incredible being. Not only is she a colleague, but she is also a friend. We've known each other for quite a while, and we want to bring to you a, a really cool conversation that if you open up your mind and you open up your heart, you probably are going to get some nuggets. What we talk about may not appeal to you, but if you stay open-minded, you might hear some things that will actually be of service to you. So the conversation today is conspiracy theories and spirituality. How can these two things coexist? So welcome my dear friend, Ursula. Here we are. Thank you, Lina. So happy to be here. Thank you for being here doing this conversation with me that I know is not a, a an easy topic, especially for spiritual people I have found. So let's set the stage and let's talk about how we met so that people can understand our spirituality. So we met about 12 years ago. It's got to be about that that long at the Spiritual Living Center in Atlanta and Spiritual Living Center is a place, an actual place. Um, Oh, you don't have any sound, uh, Christine. Hmm. Let me see. Let me see if I can send her a message. Uh, okay. So if anybody else is on and you can hear us, no sound, no sound for Angie either. Hmm. Let me look into okay so you and i can hear each other but they yeah. cannot hear us okay let's see on my end i don't know christine can you hear it now or is she just praying she's just praying she might just be praying okay let's see I don't know what else I can do. Zoom audio default. Let's see, connect camera. Uh, what else can we do here for sound? Well, I don't have enough buttons on my side here. No, you wouldn't. I have all of the controls, but conspiracy. <laughs> can you can you write back to her? I don't know if you can. Yes. Okay. Can you hear us, Christine? Now I, I just switched my. The sound changed. Yeah. Can you hear me, Ursula? Can you hear me? Uh, yes, I can hear you. Okay. Let me see if I can. Well. What was that ding? I just switched the uh, oh. my microphone. How funny is this? So we had all the technical issues. <laughs> and then, can you hear us now? No. Let's see. What possibly else can we do? I I don't have any other um, things here to do any kind of nothing else okay stay there and let me because you and i hear each other so how funny stay there i'm gonna i'm gonna reboot me okay this is crazy maybe a restart angie suggesting yes 
Brewster. Okay. So, Christy, Christine, Angie, can you guys hear us? I can hear you both. Melissa Oliver can okay. hear us. That's all right. Not a three. Okay, so let, let's go with that. Um, I her twice. Can she yes. So, okay, so Melissa can hear us. Melissa, just give us another thumbs up if you can hear us. And then if Angie, uh, Christine, maybe you guys on your end might want to check your, your sound as well. Melissa. Melissa, give us another th thumbs up, please, if you can hear us. If anybody can hear us. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. Too funny. So... This Let is me. Very interesting, right? I mean, it is. It really, truly is interesting. You know, maybe because of the topic um, that we are discussing, we are having. Let me see. Let's talk. It's so funny, but I cannot hear it on. Good okay. to go, says Melissa. Melissa, you you're good to go. Uh, I wonder if Christine or Angie can get on. Interesting. Why would one but not three? Yeah, but you know what's so interesting is I've got my phone on and I cannot hear it. Um, interesting. Wow. Well, you know what I'm going to do is I am also going to record this on my phone. Okay. So I am going to have a... Angie cannot hear either. Fascinating. Okay, so how about if we do this? Let's you and I hop onto Zoom. Let's okay. have the conversation offline. Okay. And then we will put this up as a as a right video. Okay. Okay. So let me let everybody let me tell them over there. I have a feeling that because we have conspiracy in the title. Good. It. Could be because yeah. you know, when you have COVID in the title, they do not, they knock you out. I know. So, Dondra, Dondra, can you hear us? Let me see. But it's not coming through my phone, which is so unusual. Okay, then let's do. We'll, we'll do the workaround. Okay, that's what you have to do with evilness. <laughs> you work around it. Okay. Mel, thank you for being with us. Yeah. This top and mobile with sound and clear picture. That's what Mel said. Okay, so Mel and Maria, can you hear us, Maria? Uh, Melissa, they did reboot. Christine did reboot twice, and we did reboot. That's how we. Yeah. Got we had all kinds of trouble just to get on. Okay, let's see, Maria. But I cannot hear from my phone. Which right. Is so something's not right. So we might as well lock in and do our own thing separately and then share it after or or if you and i recorded here um because we're hearing each other um so fascinating okay so if melissa's here i i just don't know if this is going to record that's the only thing right. that i'm concerned with okay so Let's just hop off and we'll go to Zoom. I'll send you a Zoom link and give me a second to set that up. Sure. Okay. 
So right. Crystal said she's fine, but you know, let's not chance it. Oh, loud and clear on his side. Well then let's, let's go ahead and do it. Some, some can hear it and let's but do it that can way. Can we record it? Can this be recorded? Yeah, this will be, this is recording right now. Okay. So do you want to start all over from the beginning of the show? Isn't all this yeah. little stuff? Let's do it that way. Okay. And I am going to have a backup recording. This It's just so fascinating. I'll do a, a ghetto video as we, <laughs> I'll do a ghetto video. Okay. okay. Oh, Christine said she got it, but let's start over. So all of this is. Okay. okay. So let's start over. Okay. Okay. Um, start over. <laughs> so welcome everybody. This so, is, um, we should, we should close and open again. Uh, no, we can't do that. Okay. So we'll we'll edit it out. Okay. So we'll just start here with me introducing okay. us and my editor will edit out. Okay. Okay, everybody. So here we go. This is one of those incredible uh, conversations. We're talking about conspiracy theories and spirituality. And not only has it been one of the most technologically challenging uh, events that I've ever done here when I do an interview through my Facebook Live, um, but I also have one of the most controversial sub subjects that we're going to be talking about today. So I want to introduce to you the person that I thought would be perfect for me to have this conversation with. And it is Ursula Lentini. Thank you so much for being here. Um, so I'm going to just talk about how you and I met. So we met 12 years ago at the Spiritual Living Center of Atlanta, where both of us attended as um, part of the congregation. And also both of us taught classes there. Both of us have been um, coaches in the spiritual realm. I've been at it for uh, almost 14 years. How long, Ursula, have you been? Uh, Full-time professionally, 10 years. 10 years, okay. So we have a pretty grounded uh, practice, personal practice in spirituality, but we have also have well over a decade between the two of us, two and a half decades of helping other people do this work come to know who they are spiritually. But we also have a very clear understanding that these things that are being labeled conspiracy theories really need to be looked at because they are actually part of our spiritual journey. So let's go ahead and start with you. Tell me, tell me about your spiritual journey. Uh, what led you to come to realize that you are spirit? Let's start there and I'll share my part too. And then we'll talk about the conspiracy okay, part. Yeah, it's it's over time, as you know, you know, uh, it's just over time. And then when I look back on time, I realize it's been there all the time. Um, so it's the awakening. It's the awakening, the awakening and different layers of possibility. So Spiritual Living Center, they teach metaphysics. And that is basically we we experience the world as we perceive it. Angry man lives in an angry world, peaceful man lives in a peaceful world and they're next door neighbors. So we all get to create our own reality. And if we don't like our current reality, we can make some changes inside forgiveness, reality, understanding different opinions. Like if there's a simple argument between two people and the other person can understand where that first person is coming from, their reality will shift instead of I'm right, they're wrong. Mm -hmm. So taking that little example and going in a bigger, bigger way of ego versus spirit and how those two get along. And then that we're both. So I'm my current conclusion is that I'm a spiritual being having a very human experience, especially nowadays. And 
the it's it's about both it's not about leaving ego or denying my humanness but it's integrating my spiritual understanding with who i am as a person oh beautiful beautiful my journey has been the same 18 years 19 years and still going because it, it is not an a, an ending place for me every day is a new beginning and the beginning is how much of this spirit can i embody because for me the spiritual awakening began with when my mother passed away and i began to question my fears around death and as i entered into this curious curious uh stage i began to realize that there was so much more than i had ever been taught was true i had to unpack my fears around god i had to unpack my fears around death and when i began to discover that i am this spiritual being something nobody ever really taught me yeah. i thought i was just this human physical flesh and bones person so no wonder i was afraid of death and because i thought there would be an end to me the spiritual journey had me begin to cultivate a relationship with my eternal self and as i began to understand my eternal self is because i began to develop a relationship with spirit metaphysics is a study of that which is not physical which is beyond physical so as i began to even explore things like quantum physics i began to realize that for thousands of years, you know, these are things that are taught in the Gita 4,000 years ago, the Bhagavad Gita, uh, uh, Hindu teachings, we're all energy. We're all eternal beings that keep reincarnating. So as I kept going through this journey, it has been a process of questioning my thinking. What I came to realize, it became very evident, very clear, is that I believed a lot of things that were actually not true. For example, that I am just a human is not true. That I am eternal is part of, of the truth that I am going to die is not true. My physical vessel will expire no different than the milk in my refrigerator has an expiration date. But the cow, you know, the milk is still there. There's, there's plenty of milk forever, but the container that you put it in has a finite time frame. That's a great so, example. Yeah, so I'm I'm the eternal cow. We're all part of that eternal cow. We are, you know, so when I began to realize that my suffering came from the limited thinking that I had, and all of that limited thinking was taught to me by other people who had limited thinking, I had to make a decision. I'm going to listen to that intuitive voice. I'm going to make a relationship and connect with this source, spirit, God, whatever you want to call it, this which is consciousness, which is eternal intelligence. When I made the decision to get to know what that is, I began to experience life in a very different way. I began to realize that I did not have to take anything personally. I didn't have to react to what people were saying because it was no longer important to me what people thought of me. What became most important to me was that I began to be the expression of what I was discovering is the real me. The eternal me is loving, is kind, is gentle. And all of this happened because I realized that we're all one. My energy and your energy is all it's all the same milk comes from the same place. We just get put into different containers. Right. So that Christine says cows. Yes, cows. Woohoo. Oh, holy cow. The holy cow. So so tell me um when did you begin to explore uh, conspiracy theories? 
uh, a funny thing. Well, going back to what you were saying, so you were in one reality, the religion, right? Mm -hmm. So the, if if you came to the, well, I did in the seventh grade. One of my stories is uh, I went to the nuns. Well, they went, they came and pulled me out of the class, and they said, "Young lady, you're asking too many questions." So that curiosity that you spoke about, yeah. And I said, well, that's fine. I don't care that you're mad at me. Now that I've got you here, you know, give me some answers. And they and they just went to, you know, God works in mysterious ways. So I became mad at the system because I was outgrowing the system. Yeah. So yeah. right, what's happening right now is there are so many systems that people are becoming more and more aware of. Yeah. Conspirit, conspirit, conspiracy is fire. Mm -hmm. inspire breath of new life and co is with right so the conspiracy is like who's conspiring who yeah because when we're breaking out of the religion system they'll say oh don't go there you know a blasphemy how dare you think you are god yeah and all of that right because they want to keep you in their lockdown in their belief system which puts power in the singular the, exactly. Whoever's running the show and the authority and, and suppression on the membership. Yeah. But if you take away the membership, this leader has no power. Exactly. And that's the systems that are breaking down. So it, when uh, somebody says, oh, you know, your neighbor steals, you're like, oh, now everything you thought about your neighbor, it becomes a question mark. Yeah. Well, you don't know if your neighbor steals or not. There is no evidence. It's just something somebody said. Yeah. But now everything your neighbor does, you're watching. So that's what conspiracy does. Mm -hmm. It's just a little label that says, oh, don't trust that person. Yeah. So as people, we were always like, trust, don't trust, trust, don't trust. Oh, I thought I could trust. And I got, you know, slighted for that. I'm not going to trust anymore. So then we think that we can trust the system because it's been in place so long. Just yeah. like somebody who is in an abused relationship, abusing abusive relationship, they trust that person because it's familiar. They know what it is. They can experience it, but yeah. it's not healthy and it's not real and it's not true. Yes. Yeah. Just as, as it wasn't healthy for me to live in fear of death because I, I couldn't live my life fully because I was so afraid. And one of the first systems that I had to break through was the religious system. I grew up also Catholic. I, I went to school with nuns and I, too, was one that that was a troublemaker because I asked a lot of questions. I just had permission because I had an atheist mother uh, who gave me permission to ask questions. So what you're saying is, yes, we have these systems that we have to break through. But every time we are looking to get out of a system, those who are still in the system make those who want to get out wrong for for a very important reason that we need to talk about here is when somebody is going to get out of the system, it is easier for those inside of the system to label that one wrong than to question their own beliefs and, and come to realize that maybe they were not actually accurate. Right. Not that the systems are not good and have good things in them. But the problem is that when we make the system the one and only right system, we then have problems. And when we participate in that as being true, well, there's no no issues. But anybody who wants to get out, it it, it becomes a problem. And not only did I experience that with um, religion, I experienced that with the medical system. Once I began to realize if I'm made of spirit, my body 
uh, this body vessel is an expression of the energy that consciousness is. So if I want to get healthy, my healthiness comes from my awareness of how to work with that energy. And I'm a student of the Course in Miracles. And the Course in Miracles is really clear. I, I, I am as God created me. I'm not this body. So my work is with the consciousness that chose to have a body, yes. not with the body that is an effect. I've got to work with the cause, which is my mind had me want to have this human incarnation. Um, so for me, the way that I started with conspiracy theories is about maybe, I'm going to say shortly after 9-11, I began to see some things pop up. People were talking about some things and I began to to go, hmm, this, this makes no sense that these people think that 9-11 was made up. And I immediately was like, I am not participating. This, this does not sound true. This is not right. This is not possible. So I poo-pooed the whole conspiracy theory. I didn't want to be one of those people. <laughs> but it wasn't until probably, I'm going to say maybe 10 years ago, that on my feed, um, my I don't remember if it was YouTube or Facebook somewhere, I saw something about um, MK Ultra. The the and it was a woman talking about how she had been basically programmed since she was a little girl, like she was an infant. Her mind was being programmed to become a sex slave. That was the first time that I went what, and it wasn't too long after watching that video that I did a little research because I was like, how, how can this be? Can we really have an MK Ultra system that is put on by our government? I began to see labels of conspiracy theory. And then, but by that point, I had done enough spiritual work, you know, this was half, halfway into my journey, that I had, I had removed enough doubts, I had removed enough misinformation about who I am, that I became more sensitized to feeling truth inside of me. I wasn't processing truth in my head. It wasn't about this, what he said, she said, it was about what felt true. And that's when I began to research what this whole conspiracy thing is about. Tell me what did you discover is conspiracy theory in terms of where did this get started? Do you know? Because I definitely have researched it and I came to realize where, where it was man-made. It's a whole man-made concept. Yes. Yes. It's the co-spiring to uh, push away that which is threatening. Mm -hmm. Right. So the bad guys think that they're right and they're moving in alignment with the truth. And yeah. then the good guys, same deal, right? Which which wolf is you know walk, talking in the ears? So when when I broke down the church, where I was like, no, these people. And then I think the first tip was the uh, no um, uh, pregnancy, like um, no birth control. And I and as a kid, you know, because I was still in, I was like, that doesn't even make any sense. That should be, you know, what if a young person, like I asked all these questions and I was like, oh my God, they just want more membership. <laughs> if you think about something long enough and you apply common sense and you ask, why would somebody not want to do this? Or why would somebody be against this? And you can start seeing things from different points of view and see, this is work. Being a conspiracy theorist follower is work because you have to think about things. The brain likes to be lazy and do everything rote. That's why we have a country that's fat, lazy and ignorant because it's just easier to hand over our power and have mom and dad take care of everything. But if mom and dad aren't really good care providers, now you're screwed. 
And that's the system that we've been lulled into with the sugar in our food and our brain's not really sh strong and sharp. Just follow the crowd. Everything will be fine. That's how, that's how we've been trained. That's how we've been brainwashed. Uh, so, so when the church let me down after years of like, God is love and all of this stuff. So I was like, wait a minute, what's true and what's not true. So I had to do some work to decipher what's good and what's not. And I was very angry at the church for several years for lying to me. So then I thought, well, you know what, if I can't depend on the church, what the heck can I depend on? So I've always had a questioning mind and I've always had a curious mind. That's, you know, some of our common denominators here. Uh, then uh, when I was on my spiritual path in California, I explored every single thing. And one of the meetings we attended, these two people thought they were aliens. And we met in their house and they were telling us how they're aliens. And we're like, okay, these people are, are crazy. But in California, you're exposed to many things. So I've been exposed to things, not really taking them seriously because they didn't benefit me in any kind of way. Then my godson uh, started telling me these things. And he's now 27, 28. And he, um, he would tell me these stories. And I'd be like, that's not true. Like, how could you even say that? Of course not. You know, and he's like, I'm telling you. And I'm like, okay, two, three years would go by. And sure enough, there it was. And I'm like, oh, Lauren, you were right. And he goes, I've been trying to tell you. So now every story he's told me, I have my eye on that, just like on the neighbor, right? So I have my eye on that. And then he broke it down that the system is they create a problem. They, meaning whoever wants power or has yeah. power, they yeah. create a problem. Everybody looks at the problem. We, we get scared. We hand over some more of our rights and privileges. And they come up with a solution, the same thing. And then we're like, oh, great, there's a solution. So it's it's that over and over and over and over. Yeah, it and, is. And we follow that. Um, and then when I started realizing how, okay, I'm the spiritual path. And I'm moving into different states of consciousness. For my system, I feel like I'm on a few different dimensions at any given time not knowing this until I studied spirituality. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's why I feel the way I do. That's where I get my information. That's how I read people. Yeah. So in understanding that I can have this human experience on this plane and I can be in another wavelength or consciousness or vibration and a third, and the third one, there's, there's a place where there's no words. Yeah. So the brain cannot penetrate that. But I do get information from that and then it gets regurgita regurgitated into this consciousness. Yeah. So that's another reality that is not a shared reality. So my mind understands that there's so many realities going on. You can you can uh, you can't even imagine when I do my subconscious work with my clients, we go back into time and space. Mm -hmm. We jump tracks and we talk to ancestors who have had the same issue and have handed things down generationally. And that's why that person has that issue. I've uh, gone in session with younger people particularly, and I'll bring them to their future selves and we'll have conversations there. So I understand time and place is not really as real as we've been programmed to receive. Exactly. So then if I, and then I can talk to spirits, I can talk to ghosts, I can talk to angels. I've been to channelings. So there's all kinds of different realities. I, I do, uh, you know, extracting demons and darknesses out of people. 
So my sense of reality is very different from other people who are just regular people, not on the spiritual path. Yeah. If that is true, and I'm experiencing on a regular basis, people who are brand new to me who have never experienced it, they experience it, not by me guiding it, but by me creating a space, you know, to hold. And then that mm -hmm. pops out of them. I've seen it way too many times to think that I'm crazy and, you know, and everything else. Is good. Yeah. It's just something that naturally happens. Yeah. So my mindset says, okay, if all of this can happen, mm -hmm. why can't some other weird, crazy, nonsense, dark, ugly stuff happen as well? Yeah. And the, the way that I tend to approach this is my work has been focused on understanding our egoic mind. And when I when I came to the place of clarity that we have two perspectives, we have the ability, we have the human side, we have the spirit side, the spirit side goes up into eternal eternity, there is no end to what it can be, because it's pure light, it, it lights up, it goes up, the human side can only go one place, and it is to go down, it gets dense, it goes from knowing that you're a human in a very neutral place, and not aware of your spiritual side, but then it can descend through levels of consciousness into deeper and deeper darkness, into deeper and deeper density. What that means in, in plain speak is a, a, a disconnect from the truth of who we are, which is a loving presence and into more of a fear-based place of survival, of protection of the body, of needing needing uh two things happen one is you become dependent on others or you realize that others are dependent on you so we we become we we play the roles of victims and bullies as i study the the ego more and more not only because i see it in me but 14 years of teaching i see this as the same thing with everybody our mind can go down into the deepest darkest places or it can be um taken to the highest of places most of us do not live in a balance of the two. We don't bring spirit so that we can embody it. So when I began to understand the conspiracy theories, it made perfect sense with my understanding of the ego mind. You know, what, what I came to realize that the conspiracy theory was coined in the 1960s when people began to question what happened to JFK uh, when he was murdered. The CIA coined conspiracy theories for anybody who was asking questions about what happened to JFK when they were doubting that what was being said was the truth because things did not add up. And that from there on, I began to realize, okay, everything that is labeled conspiracy theory is something that is questioning a narrative that is being given. It's a threat. It's a threat. So every single time that I looked at something that was labeled conspiracy theory, like that MK Ultra, what I realized is that it was always, people were always questioning a form of authority, like you were saying earlier, a system. So if we question the medical system, if we question the political system, if we question the CIA, we question the NSA. I mean, look at how many people have been whistleblowers and they're made to be the bad person, but all they're doing is giving information about what's in the system. But the way you lock the 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 people uh, from coming in and, and seeing what's really going on in the system 
is you label them a conspiracy theorist. So what I realized is that that is like our ego mind. The ego mind operates with a bully, the authority figure, and the victims, those who are dependent on that system to provide for them. So our mind always splits when we operate strictly from I'm only human into a survival mode and the one who's going to help me survive. And, the, and that happens when we're babies. We depend on mommy, daddy to for survival. Then we depend on the church to not go to hell, to, to be you know deemed worthy. Then we depend on the government to keep us. I mean, look at how many uh, things have been given to us to keep us safe, to keep us, you know, the, the political machine tells us what we need to hear. So we vote for them because they're going to keep us safe. Then they then they give us social security. So we stay dependent financially. Then they give us a military so that we become afraid of the people who could attack us. So I began to see everything through the lens of if there is a bully, there's going to be victims and victims are nothing more than scared people. Scared people. That's the controller and the and the membership. Exactly what you were saying. Just we're using different words, but I wanted to to share it from that perspective. So the spiritual awakening is a, a realization that we're all one energy. So there is no need for authority and everybody else below. Because the Course in Miracles is really clear. We're all equal because we're, there's only one energy expressing itself in billions of ways. So everything that happens to be a conspiracy theory to me now is nothing more than don't go look in there because if you look in there, you're going to find things that are going to free you. And I then began to little by little, everything that gets labeled conspiracy theory, to me, it's an invitation because I am no longer afraid of authority. I am the father of one. I am one with you. I am one with the president. I am one with Hitler. I am one with Mother Teresa. There is nobody on this planet that ever has been, ever is, and ever will be that scares me because I'm not afraid of death. I'm not afraid of what another being, another expression of the oneness Whatever role they're playing is a role that they're playing. My work is to love them anyways. Right. So I see conspiracy theories as opportunities to see where are their authority figures still abusing their power because they have not brought in consciousness, the Christ love, the Buddha nature, whatever you want to call it. And they're still in that space of needing uh, willing because it is a willing victimhood that feeds that. That's right. And but now tell me in in your work, because what's so funny is you and I almost within about a week or two of each other, both started private uh, Facebook groups to help the people that we know who are questioning these things. But they they're still afraid because there's a period where we're afraid to question conspiracy theory. Right. We're right. afraid to pull out of the system and that we're going to yeah. get in trouble. Yeah. Um, and for those people who are beginning to step out and question you, you created a Facebook group. I had just created one like, you know, maybe a, a, not even a week earlier. Mm -hmm. um, and we've got so many people curious. So how are you how do you help people understand to not be afraid of conspiracy theories and just see it as just another perspective? Yeah, well, the the. I wanted to say the when they say conspiracy theory, it's like the backstage ticket. You know, you can go behind the scenes and get to see, you know, the digs. You can yeah. see the, it's the it's the curtain and the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you know, the their idea is protect the ignorant. 
right? So if something's going bad in the house, you don't want your children to know about it. Like if uncle's, Uncle Mikey has a drug problem, you know, let's hide that from the children because it's ugly and you don't want to bust the children's mind. So yeah. the darkness is like, not only are we doing the wrong thing and we're pretending we're not, we don't want to harm the other people. We don't, we, you know, the government can handle this. The military can handle this. The National Guard can handle this. You guys are just children and, you know, we're, we're going to protect you. So as a youth minister, I'm like, kids, wake up, <laughs> you know, wake up. We need people like to be awake here so we don't end up in victim land. Um, if I understand why I study this, all this dark, ugly stuff is because I want to know the darkness. I want to understand, you know, know thy enemy, right, is one maybe Machiavellian strategy and love thy enemy exactly. is the strategy. But if I don't know who they are and what they're doing, I'm not going to understand them from a psychological or spiritual point of view. And when I when I think of, oh, like Bill Gates and his friends and family, right? What's happened, It's and it's not to be afraid because when we're, that fear is such an investment of energy that it'll knock everything, it'll knock the sense out of you. Mm -hmm. When I look at him so that I'm not afraid, like forget fear, it's getting me nowhere and it's never, there's no payoff in fear. Fear is meant to have a small window where you move from stuck into action. You don't live in fear. Yeah. So when I look at Bill Gates or the Illuminati or whatever you want to call them, I call I typically call them the one percent of the one percent, reminding how tiny they are. Yeah, it's a very but, tiny group. So if you say, okay, here's mass consciousness, here's this, here's that, here's the elite, here's that, and here's the really the people in in power, they're all alone in the world, and we see right now in this COVID experience, isolation's not very cool with the mind. So if you're not right and your mind is left to go off and in all its directions, things bad things can happen like you were explaining about the ego going downhill. So they're at the top, they're alone, nobody's really watching them. Everybody under, has they have power because it's money and control. We have given them power because they have provided us with a sense that they have power over us. Because they give us a false sense of protection. Right. They so, tell us they're gonna take care of us. But protection from what? Well, that's the thing. When you begin to have your spiritual awakening and you begin, and it is a process. So yeah. so if you're listening to this, those of you who've been on a journey, you know how many years it takes. Decades, actually, I'm going to say it's lifetimes. We've been at it for lifetimes. Mm -hmm. In this lifetime, we happen to be a little bit more advanced than the last 2,000 years where we've been recycling through the dense um, egoic world that Jesus came to teach 2000 years ago, Buddha 2500 years ago, that we can transcend if we renew our mind. So in this lifetime, it was just the time for me to come to the place to question what I believe, because once you make the the connection of your eternalness, once you make the connection that we have our founding fathers created documents that state very clearly how this country should be run. And once you begin to realize that not only are all men and women created uh, equally by the same creator endowed with the same inalienable powers, but we are our natural spirit side is freedom. We're freedom seeking beings because we're here to create and extend love. 
when you're not raised with that awareness, my mom didn't know to teach me this because her mother didn't know to teach her this and her mother didn't know to teach her this. All this stuff, you can come to a point of where it began, where we are taught that somebody who is older knows more than somebody who is younger. We have an authority and we have, you know, the, 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 the student, the teacher. Mm -hmm. And doing the work of moving out of my fears, questioning my worldly reality, I came to the place of that realization that until I created a relationship with the creative source of all that is, mm -hmm. I was going to look for a false prophet. I was going to look for a false master. I was going to look for an idol here to take care of me and protect me. And most of us do that, especially as women, we do that in the husband mm -hmm. and and we do that in the boss. We right. do that in the government. So there are all these layers of somebody take care of me, which perpetuates that I'm not powerful enough. Right. So as we're seeing right now, the world is falling apart because consciousness, God, source, spirit, whatever you want to call it, wants to express itself. The light, the love that we have been suppressing wants mm -hmm. to express itself. Yep. So we're how we're at a tipping point. Exactly. So, so when I look at the 1% of the 1%, I'm not afraid of them because I, in my theory of forgiveness, it's not, it's not about forgiveness. It's about understanding from their point of view, why they would behave and think in that way or speak in that way and then have compassion for them because they're all messed up. <laughs> and, and then there's no thing to forgive because it was a misunderstanding because there's two realities going on. That's what, so this, so when I look at the 1%, the 1%, not only am I not afraid of them, I'm not even angry at them at this point because exactly. I've studied them and I'm realizing, oh, they're, they just lost their mind. <laughs> They've lost their mind. Power is a dangerous thing. And if you're not in a humble place and you have power, power will corrupt. Yeah. Power's nature is to corrupt, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, but that's, yeah, but what? In the wrong hands. So mm -hmm. now you're gonna you're asking what have I been doing? Uh, so my Facebook group and my my consciousness now is saying, okay, what can I possibly do to help shift the situation? How close are the bad guys? And and what is our tipping point? Where's this fifty one percent? Who's winning right now? And which realm is is this battle being fought on? Right. So it's on the individual, like, oh, should I be afraid? Should I not be afraid? It's on the community, like the government's taking over. Uh, are we going to have a uh, 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 National Guard take, taking over? Not National Guard. Uh, um, National Guard? The police state. Yeah. The, 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 the military. No, on top of them, the FEMA. That's the thing that scares oh. the hell out of me. <laughs> FEMA, because uh, I don't know who agreed to this. Surely not I. But yeah. FEMA has complete control over over the over the citizens, complete control. And if we get anywhere near that state, because the people in charge of FEMA are not my friend, you know, mm -hmm. they're not thinking about me and how I feel. They're thinking about their agenda that they're trying to protect or whatever, whatever. Yeah. Um, so my thing is called the new agreement and the process. Your, your Facebook group. Yes. Yes. And my whole movement right now it within me and then i'm inviting others to join me is to understand the agreements because on some level we have all made this agreement yeah and when i start saying okay what what is the agreement what are the systems in place what do i every time i 
click for, I agree to terms and conditions. What am I giving away? What am I empowering that system to have over me? What, what rights and privileges that this country has been founded on and fought for, am I just giving away willy-nilly? Um, how come I'm not worried about what they say in the Second Amendment? That our, our forefathers wrote, guns in case the government gets crazy, the citizens can take care of themselves. Like, that's a big thing, and that's a real thing. That's not conspiracy. It's in our Constitution, and it's towards the top. Yeah. Well, you know, a couple of things that you've said that I, I want to touch base on is the a really important thing is when when we get to we're moving through layers of questioning beliefs that are dense and dense and dense until it gets lighter and lighter and lighter. And we come to the light and we go, oh, you know, wow, I can see clearly now. Um, so every single thing that we believe has to be questioned until you come to, for me, one place and one place only. Where does it bring us to unity? Where is it one and the same for everybody? Mm -hmm. When we move to the fact that we are all made of the same energy, we are all made eternal, we're all made creative, we're all made lovers, um, bringers of love and light to the planet. Every one of us, that's how babies come out. Babies don't come out, you know, with grudges and, and ready to hurt anybody. Babies come out with an awareness that the physical vessel needs to be taken care of, but they are connected to all that is to the point that they can go with anybody because they're not attached to anybody yet until we get conditioned. And once the mind begins to have information, you know, if you're adopted, we you know we have an adopted son. If you are adopted and you happen to be from one ethnicity, I've got a friend who adopted Chinese girls. She has Chinese girls who have Christian stuff in their head. But if they were living in their uh, in their country of origin, they would have different things in their head. So what goes into our head is what is all we know. We don't know what we don't know. Right. So once you begin to move through those layers of beliefs and, and you come to the place where you realize our oneness, then any all that has happened, as Jesus taught, we forgive those who know not what they're doing at the lower levels of consciousness. You're in pure fear and survival because it is all about protecting the body, protecting the self. Mm -hmm. When you reach to a certain level of oneness, you know, there, there's nobody to hate. There's compassion, like you were saying. Mm -hmm. And so those of us who are at a place of spirituality, but there's different levels of spirituality. Mm -hmm. There's a spirituality that just wants to live in love and light. And don't talk to me about the fear and don't talk to me about that lower density stuff. You know, how can you be looking at that? Mm -hmm. Which I get a lot from, you know, my community. Yeah, uh, most yeah. metaphysics uh, have that idea. Oh, and, totally. And within my community, we call it the, those of us who are willing to look at that. We call yeah. it a spiritual bypass. Exactly. So you just go around the problem instead of through the problem. And the problem is a teacher. It's, it's a process. It's a it's an, a reawakening. It's just like when a couple gets in an argument instead of ignoring the argument, they dig in and they find out what, the, and then they become closer. Exactly. But you know, the reason that um, we bypass that, and it's one of the most important things that I do in my group, and my group is called Curious Masters, because I believe we're all masters. Everyone here is the master of their own reality, conscious or not, they're still the master of it. But uh, a master who awakens has curiosity. How are you using your power, you master, 
Ursula or Master Bob or Master Susie. How are you using your power? And that sense of curiosity comes from a place of, we're all here doing the same thing. We descend or we ascend. That's that's the only things that we can do. Yeah, we can get stuck a little bit, but either you're going down or you're going up. Mm-hmm. And the people who are doing the bypassing is because they don't understand fully that what's showing up outside of them is a projection of what's inside of them. Because if I am afraid to look at something, it's because I'm afraid to look at what I'm afraid of. Mm-hmm. And if I'm afraid of something, I'm a victim, there's going to be a bully that's going to show up in my experience. Mm-hmm. So we are afraid to face these bullies that that we have given power over us. And really, it's for one reason and one reason only. It is scary as hell to face your fears. It is so mm-hmm. scary mm-hmm. to see that you hold thoughts in your mind that disempower you. I know that this mm-hmm. is one of the most painful things to go through. Mm-hmm. And it's easier to blame somebody else. You're, you're a conspiracy theorist than it is to say, you know what? That thing you're talking about scares me. I, re- I don't know what's happening there. I can't, I don't want to believe that this precedent that I thought that was really wonderful could possibly be bad or this corporation that I thought made really good products could possibly not be making healthy products. That scares me. We are afraid to be honest mm-hmm. because we're afraid that we have been, we have been a victim. We don't want to believe that we've been doing exactly. Right. And it does go down to safety. Yeah. You know, because as you and I know, at the bottom of everything, the misunderstanding is the separation, yeah. right? And I think that's our evolutionary process of why we're here on the planet is yeah. to that we've been given the choice. Like you can hang out or you can go. Like, you, you know, you can be one with spirit or you can um, have the illusion that we're separate. And then going through the process of am, am I separate? Where am I separate? Why am I separate? I'm not good enough. All of these crisscross things that we yeah. go through in our spiritual evolution. Um, when we're when we're under the illusion that the world's a scary place and we become a victim because there's there's power over us, that's the motivation of the bully. Yeah. The bully says, you're not gonna power over me, I'm gonna power over you. Yeah. So they're, they're having the same fear. Yeah. But then the bully kind of goes into, you know, fight or flight. The bully goes into fight mode, but it's the same foundation. And then yeah. under that foundation is that fear of separation, the yeah. illusion of separation. Yeah. So when I can look at the FEMA situation that I'm like, oh, no, that's the opposite end. Or the, the one world power, the, the, the I don't even know what the term of it. I'm like, you guys are copying. Because they want one bank, one human, one this, one that, and all controlled. And it's the copy of the oneness that you're talking about. We are one love. We are all the same. You know, uh, everybody has something to contribute. The dark side says no individualism. We want oneness. But it's, it's gray where we don't mind the freedom of expression of everything is so beautiful. Every color. The higher we go on the spiritual path, everything does become beautiful. Every moment is beautiful. Every person is beautiful. Every uh, condition, there's some beauty in it because we can see the evolutionary process that they're in. And that is that is really at the root of the differences 
Um, I'm going to say there's three levels of this whole conspiracy theory. There's the absolutely it's not true. I don't want to look at it. I am offended that you are even talking about it. That's a bottom level, which is pure denial that that anything could be threatening your safety. Then there is the next level of conspiracy theory where we move into the curiosity, but there's still a lot of anger inside of us when we discover the manipulation, when we discover the very deliberate, uh, insidious behind the curtain, like you were saying earlier, manipulation of the minds of the people. And when your mind is controlled, when you are, when you're basically controlled to be in fear, um, there is absolutely nothing more dangerous to the establishment than that somebody realize how powerful they are. But in that middle level, we begin to realize, wow, so these people that I trusted uh, have been doing things to me and, and to people that are not nice. Now they are coming from a place of anger, which is what's happening right now. The people who are who are destroying um, what town is that Minneapolis, I think. Yeah. Um, so they because they're they're wanting to take revenge, which is a natural energy moving up from victim is the revenge. I'm not going to let you victimize me anymore, which is expressing itself the way it's expressing itself. And we have to do that. We have to see we've got to get it out of ourselves. We've got to express it. Use that that fifth chakra to express our worthiness. Then there's that third level, which is you realize, oh, you know, if I'm angry at you and I'm bashing you is I'm bashing me because we're one. So we don't know we're one. We're totally separate. I need somebody to protect me. I'm realizing I'm just as worthy as you are and you're not going to, uh, you know, stifle me. And then there's a we're all one. We know we can get along. This is the place where you can have conversations and there's no attacking. There's no defending. I believe that the, the the pyramid, you know, just as there's 1%, 1% who is uh, controlling the world from what I'm going to call the dark side, because they're operating from the density of their ego. By the way, that 1%, 1%, 1% are the most afraid people on the planet. Sure. Like, because, like this one who does that. Exactly. They're so afraid because yeah. they believe that they know, they don't believe. It's a knowingness. Um, that if we say no to what they're doing, and it's even written in our constitution in the United States of America, that government is representing us. They work for us. But when we, when we begin to move to that middle level, yeah, there's less people. When you move to the 1% of our 1%, mm -hmm. it's at the place of the Jesus consciousness, the Christ consciousness. You cannot look at this conspiracy theory with compassion and understanding that those who you would be angry at the bottom with are really nothing more than than people who are stuck in an immature level of, of their, their heads messed that's up. It, their heads messed up right because they don't trust um, other people they need to control them because they don't trust the innate right. good that is in all of us that's right and one of the things that is fascinating for me to watch is that who is moving up is who, who is more in that middle layer that is advancing to that higher layer of compassion actually come under the label of um, conservatives. Oh. It's really fascinating to me. 
And because there is a sense of self-respect, a sense of, yes, I, I will take care of myself. The ones who are fighting for their lives, who don't want to look at the conspiracy, who think that this is a terrible thing, or the ones who are starting to speak up a little bit, tend to be more liberal because they're under the please take care of me mentality. Mm -hmm. And we have to understand that when the mind has been trained to believe that you need to depend on somebody else, mm -hmm. you're going to fall under the, the, the liberal agenda because it's, it, victim. It's, it's about we'll take care of you. And for me, that was so eye-opening when probably three or four years ago, I began to look at the whole, what was going on with the political um, arena. Share your thoughts and what are you seeing in this political arena? Because it's a, it's a projection of what's inside of us. <sighs> like, ah. uh, when I was married, my husband was a po po political junkie and we would watch three hours of news every single night. We would watch every channel and everything. I've never watched TV in my life. I hated it you know, the news especially, because as a child, I could see that they're not telling the truth. They're making everybody feel bad. And that that's, well, you know, the, my joke is they feel, you watch the news and you feel bad and you watch the commercials and they give you drugs because you're feeling bad, right? Exactly. <laughs> it's like, you know, here you go, problem solution. Yeah. So, um, well, as I was watching the, the, the politics, I would just watch for everything they were not saying. And I've are already had the conclusion that these two parties are one party. They're just two names within the party. Exactly. So, and they just go back and forth and everybody's there. And those guys have really no power. They are financed. So whoever's putting the money in their pocket and getting them elected and doing the campaigning, they'll say, you know, okay, yeah, I'm going to give you this money. And in favor, you give me this back. And, you know, yeah. so that's it. It's just, it's just more nonsense. It's just more yeah. nonsense. They're the mafia, you know, but now they're politics. It's the same, same system, really. Yeah. It's the same system. And they're managing. What they're doing is they're managing. What yeah. the bankers are doing behind all the scenes, the big pharma, whatever, whatever system you want to name, like, yeah. well, you know, there it is. There's money behind it. Yeah. And that all leads to the 1%. All, the, all of our food is, I have a post, four companies are in charge of all of our food. Everybody has different labels, so we think we have choice. No, it's just four companies putting out yeah. the same junk product. You know, God puts out fruits and vegetables, <laughs> and then everybody else puts out packaged garbage. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what you were saying, though, is, is really important because one thing that has become extremely clear when I say conservative, notice that I didn't say Democrats or Republicans. Inside of the Republican side, there's a lot of liberals. There's plenty of liberals in there that want to, and by liberals, again, I'm just using that as a term, they want to help protect people, it, 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 which is interesting. Liberal is really not about liberation. It's about creating a system of imprisonment. And then there is the, in, in the conservative group, um, is people who are more conservative in terms of we we don't need codependency. We don't really we don't need that. Everybody is independent. So mm -hmm. I grew up for the most part, most of my life um, uh, in the middle. I, I, I consider myself a in, independent, mm -hmm. but I have voted on both sides. And what I have noticed is that when 
when I would move, it's because I was looking for somebody who was providing what I thought would balance what was happening at the time, because mm -hmm. each party moves us somewhat off balance. And something that I have begun to realize is that although I was a big time Bernie supporter, because I believe that everybody should be taken care of in terms of uh, equal opportunity for everybody to do well. Opportunity. Yes. This is this is a not handouts for the sake of handouts, right. but prop everybody up equally. Yes. Free education for everybody, free medical for everybody. This is a freaking rich country. But but then what I began to realize is that that comes at a cost when you are given things and then now you've got to you become dependent on that. Mm -hmm. Then I started exploring the Trump side. And I began to realize that if I listen to the liberal media, it's all conspiracy theory. If you start to look at anything that they've done, that the liberals have done. But when I began to pay attention to the more conservative side, I wasn't hearing people telling me about conspiracy theories. It became fascinating that everybody was just researching. Everybody's researching. This is what I found. Let me share this with you. I entered into all of these groups where everybody is saying, where we go one, we go all. Mm -hmm. There is a oneness and a consciousness when you want to own your independence mm -hmm. is, is, is the current um, conservative party cleaning everything up? No, but it is definitely highlighting where we're off balance mm -hmm. because it's highlighting the systems that keep us off balance. That's right. And that's to right. me, that's one of the most beautiful things about being spiritual and being able to spiritual because I know we're all one and we're all spirit, mm -hmm. but facing these things that are conspiracy theories, because it does not scare me one bit mm -hmm. to go look at what is behind the curtain. Right. Because, because I want to take responsibility for that's it. That's right. That's another word that's just constantly going on. And, and I'm, you know, as I'm doing, I'm taking responsibility for my own thoughts, my own ugliness, the things that I'm seeing that are like, okay, that's not enough or that's not okay. Or, you know, come on, you, there's another, there's more you can do. Um, and then what are we doing as a community? What are we doing as a country? What are we doing as a gender? What are we doing as spiritual people who are awake? Or how are we using our voice? How are we hiding? All of this stuff. And it's macro, micro. What I'm doing individually affects everything around me. Yeah. And if I can say, okay, you wake up, you be responsible too, and you be responsible. Come on, what can we do together? Yeah. And, and start working on systems that are breaking. I think also in this age of Aquarius, the divine feminine, we're, mm -hmm. we're about community. The woman's mind is designed for community. So when we can have more community-based understanding, acceptance, tolerance, communication, especially communication, yes, then we can do that. And as you know, on the spiritual path, it's all about balance and balancing yeah. what? Balancing that pull to go down and balancing that urge to go up. Yeah. And not become, you know, not becoming like everything's love and light. It is, yeah. but that doesn't mean I'm not responsible for we the have, darkness. Yeah, we have a physical vessel that is here to do physical human stuff, but we have to bring in that divine consciousness. And when you were talking about the divine feminine wanting community, in community, we have communication, we have collaboration, co-creation, cooperation. And that is something that is one of the hallmarks of those who claim conspiracy theory because they do not want 
to, they don't want us to know that we can collaborate with each other. And the reason they, they keep us separate deliberately it's because it's the ego mind. Our ego mind doesn't want us to see what is inside of us. You know, one right. of the hardest thing to do is question your own thoughts. Mm -hmm. Then the second hardest thing to do is question somebody else's. Mm -hmm. But once you can question your own, you don't mind questioning other people. Right. Um, but the, the main thing that I would love for people to take away from this conversation is that what is rising is that feminine energy that is seeking community but that community is the most threatening thing to those who want to keep us apart. Mm -hmm. Every single time you see a black and white issue, a female male issue, a, a, a straight or gay issue, uh, a Chinese or, or American issue, a Catholic or you know whatever, uh, whatever issue, when we see things that divide, look for the conspiracy theory behind that because it is a conspiracy to keep us apart. Because if we can be kept apart because of a conspiracy, we won't be able to come into community. Right. We will stand fighting each other. And that is, that is something that is so crucial that people understand. And again, we said it earlier, but let's say it again. It is scary to question the unknown. It is frightening to question the unknown. Ursula and I would love to support you in any possible way. I have all kinds of things on my YouTube channel that I offer, you know, go get it for free on my, in my Facebook page. I've got 74 podcasts. Ursula, you've got stuff that you do all the time for the community. Mm -hmm. Share some of the things that you do so people know that they've got a friend, that they've got resources. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just to kind of bring your point in, divide and conquer is the darkness and darkness basically means lack of light which also means ignorance yes so yes they're, they're yes. ignoring the total steam of possible possibilities let's call it like that they're ignoring that they're light and love that they're they're connected not separated mm -hmm. and then in the light on the other side we are all one so there's there's a balance between all of those things and embracing it removing the fear so as we're summing things up removing the fear will give you the capacity to look and face the truth yeah that's all so what i'm doing is i have that new agreement i'm posting as much as i can on facebook in a gentle way right because this is my construct yeah. and i want to honor everybody else's construct of where they are in their evolutionary path i'm not doing the right way i'm doing the ursula way this <laughs> works for me you know, I'm not right or wrong. I'm just saying this is what's working for me and I'm sharing it. Yeah. So I've got the new agreement. I have the YouTube. I have a, a station with um, the uh, network, the Lighter Side Network. I've done, I think, 27 shows and that's on my YouTube page, but it's also on Lighter Network, the, light, the Lighter Side Network. Um, and there's other uh, spiritual hosts like us giving a bunch of concepts. They used to be a subscription, but now they're free. So you, they can watch all the shows there. And it's all about waking up on different levels and, and becoming available. I also have a course coming up going from overwhelmed to confident. And I'll be posting more about that. It's going to be a, a private group um, and we'll meet twice a month. Um, I also teach pranic healing, which takes away all of that giving power over and resourcing inner power and understanding energy, being able to heal ourselves and others. So all of those things will be on my Facebook wall. 
Yes, and if you go to my my Facebook or my my website, lineorlando.com, and Ursula, we'll have to make sure we mention your website, but lineorlando.com, um, there's a free course. Download it. It is called it, it's I it's called the soul's journey, so that you can see how as a spirit being, you chose to come in to have an incarnation. While when you incarnated, the the way the game is played, the human game is played, is you forget that you're spirit. And if, if you don't have people who are conscious to remind you of that, you will forget it and you will descend into the egoic way of being, which is you're just a body, you're going to be scared and you're going to run your whole life um, with fear as your master, which is what that 1% or 1% is operating from. Then, then it'll show you what do you do to reverse the process to remember. And guess what step number one is? Curiosity. You got to become curious and go through the process of unlearning until you gain enough wisdom that you don't don't buy into um, that there is nothing in in on this planet that can affect the mighty holy magnificent being that you are my youtube channel has all kinds of things on it as well and then my my group my private group is called curious masters so if you want to be a part of that by all means look it up and and you'll be able to join um, Ursula, go ahead and share a, a final uh, statement. What, what do you want to leave this beautiful audience? And by the way, thank you all so much. You know, we have heard, let me just share a couple of these comments. People have said that this was an excellent, juicy conversation. Um, Jody, you notice that the conservatives are, are more in line and it, it's been eye-opening. Yes, there's, there's more curiosity and acceptance there of differences. And let's see, lots of people said they were hearing us loud and clear. Um, a lot is being exposed. Yes, thank you, Rose, for joining us from Pennsylvania. And yes, Melissa, it is co-creation and collaboration. Thank you for the love, Jessica and Angie. Thank you for being here. So, Ursula, give us give us your words of wisdom before we wrap up. I think uh, understanding there's a total picture, and we're in the middle of our own picture. And fear is something in and of itself. It's not as real. Anything we've been afraid of probably didn't even come true, but where we invest in it, it's down to those two walls who you're going to listen to. Okay, the good side, the bad side, but we have capacity to know the truth inside. Our heart will speak to us, our gut, yes or no, will speak to us, and our intuition will speak to us. When we can slow down and separate ourselves from the outside world, that's why we've been put in our home. We can resource all this divine wisdom within, and that's the place to look for answers. Absolutely. So, so beautiful. And what I would like to, to leave uh, you with is that it is crucial that if you consider yourself a spiritual being, that you take the responsibility, and it really is, a, it's an honor that you have the wisdom, that you know that you are eternal, that you know you're one with all that is, and move through any fears that you might have. Work through those because we need boots on the ground. We need people who have come to the realization that we're one to come onto the world, be in the world, but not of it, because it's crucial that you not be of it. You recognize what's happening out there to divide us is not true to the being that we are. So when you come into the world and you, you're you not of it, you're not programmed to believe that you're separate, you're not programmed to take sides, you're not programmed to look for authorities outside of you to take care of you, you're a free being. 
and you become what the Course in Miracles calls a teacher of God, a teacher of love. You can change the word God to love, peace. You become like Martin Luther King Jr., like, like um, John F. Kennedy. You become like Gandhi. You become the, the necessary expression of the peaceful warrior that is necessary right now. We need boots on the ground. We need people to get off of their spiritual pedestals. I know I was on my, my spiritualized ego for a very long time. I was too love and light to get my hands into the, you know, the low frequency. And that's okay. If you're there, it's okay. Then don't cast stones. Then don't judge those who are looking at things and willing to express things like I do, because my spiritual community, I have been, it's amazing how how can you who talk about love and light talk about you know conspiracy theories well it's been placed on my heart and i do it lovingly and gently to expand awareness my work i'm an awareness coach i expand awareness um and just love and light is not expanding awareness yeah that's the way the way the truth right and the life yes we are here because here's the thing we are in this together we are one energy that has been split in, in mind only, but not in reality. How do we come back together? Right. Somebody has to show them how to do that. And if you've done the work and you know you're not just a human and you are a spirit, you are a teacher of that love. You are a teacher of that peace. So join Ursula and I in this movement to let co uh, conspiracy theories just be a label for get curious so thank you all so much for being here with us thank you ursula this was a lovely conversation so Very much fun. fun yes thank you thank you <laughs> and did you want to share your website it's my first and last name so my facebook page my website my youtube channel it's just very easy ursula lentini dot com l-e-n-t-i-n-e at the end oh it's right there on the on the screen yeah. yes and for those who are going to listen to this on my podcast um ursula u-r-s-u-l-a lentini l-e-n-t-i-n-e dot com thank you all so much and we'll see you i'll be back next monday with another episode of align with lina and i've got a a beautiful being diane rose kelly we're going to talk about her spiritual awakening and how that freed her to become the incredible singer songwriter that she is Thank you all so much for being with us, Ursula. Thank, thank you. you. Thank no, you for what you do. Thank you. Thank you, as well. thank you. Thank you, Lina. Bye bye, love. Bye.